0: Brilliant! Thank you so much, Mary. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Um, let me add my welcome to Mary's uh, and 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 my excitement. We're we're baptising Rian today. It's, it's it's a big moment for us as a, a church family to gather around baptism. But not only um, not only are we doing some baptising today, but we're also we're also finishing our series in Colossians. <laughs> um, and so we've been, we've been looking through the letter uh, to, to the church in Colossae called Colossians since um, September, probably, yeah, since September. Uh, and today it comes to its end. Uh, and it comes to its end, uh, so today is a baptism, today is the end of our series uh, in Colossians, and today is also, if you follow the church calendar, today is the festival of Christ the King, um, which comes around each year. It's the... Um, It's the Ecclesial, the church's New Year's Eve. Next year is the first week of the church's New Year's. We begin Advent. Advent is upon us. But today we come to the um, the end of our year and the end of Colossians. And I want to tell you very briefly, before we get into the baptism stuff, why it's such a wonderful collision of things. In Colossians, if you've been following along with Colossians, one of the big themes that we've come to over and over again is this idea of there being two kingdoms, two kingdoms that exist simultaneously in our world, one of which brings about um, war, one of which enslaves people, one of which closes people down. And then the other one is a kingdom that loves and forgives and sets people free. And so all the way through our Colossians series, we've been listening to the Apostle Paul 2,000 years ago saying, choose the kingdom that sets people free. Choose the kingdom that helps people to love. Choose the good kingdom. The word that the Bible gives to it is the kingdom of God choose the kingdom of God. And so that's been the message of, uh, of the, the Colossians series. And then today, as it comes to its end and collides with Christ the King, Christ the King is the moment where every year the church gathers and says, we know which kingdom we want to be part of. We've got our King. Our King is the Christ. Our King is the one who gave his life that we might be set free. We know the kingdom we want. We choose the kingdom of love and forgiveness and mercy and grace. And so the two things kind of colliding with one another seems absolutely perfect for me. And also, what a wonderful day to get baptized because baptism is about a personal decision at that moment to say, I know which kingdom I am part of. And Rian is with us as a grown-up, and he gets to make that decision for himself. Um, with a bit of help from his friends. Uh, But also, if if you have been baptized as a child, or you are indeed still a child and you've been baptized, then when you get baptized, then what is happening is your family is saying, we know which kingdom you're part of. We know where you belong. We know that you are good. And so this is how all things are going to converge today. We are together going to celebrate the fact that we have a kingdom and a good king. Rihan is going to say, I know which kingdom I want to be part of. We're going to say, we know which kingdom we're going to be part of. And we're going to read the end of Colossians and we're going to figure out how to do that. Is that okay? Good, good explanation. The first question that I have specifically aimed at people who are Young or little or just hungry is who wants some popcorn. Those who have little ones want popcorn. Just uh, if you are if you are one of our children amongst us, do gather in, gather in, come and gather around. There's going to be stuff to see and do, and and we have some popcorn here. Mary, can you help me? I okay. can. Um, so do take a seat. There's these nice things to sit on. Otherwise, you can find and and you know. Including adults, if you want to come and sit down. Uh, and, and if you are a parent or guardian of someone who has gathered at the front and you don't want them to have popcorn, now is the time to stop that happening because it's otherwise about to happen. Um, so there we are. These, there's some popcorns here that everybody can get involved with and have some of that. And the first question that I have for those who are having some popcorn is give it a try and tell me, is it tasty? Is it tasty? No. <laughs> no. Well, that's, that's, that's okay. That's allowed to be an answer. There's, nothing's rigged here. Uh, the grown-ups, if you want popcorn, there's some, there's some popcorn also maybe left over here. Is it tasty? Do we like the popcorn? No. No. Yes. Oh, one yes. Okay. Hands up if you think, yes, it's tasty popcorn. A little handful, Well, I just, suspe- oh yeah, you do, okay, great, wonderful. So we have some tasty popcorn here. The second question that I have for you is what can you taste in the popcorn? What are the flavors that you can taste? Can anyone taste anything? Popcorn, yes. That's very, very astute, yes. Um, the base flavor is popcorn, that's right. Can anyone else taste another flavor? What kind of flavors can we taste? Oh, a bit of floor popcorn. There might be some extra protein on there. Do any grown-ups have some popcorn? Can anyone tell me what it tastes like? What are the flavors? (gasps) How did you define that? How How did you manage to figure that out? It tastes of two things. This is salty and sweet popcorn it's salty and sweet. So there's the taste of sugar. That's why you're feeling a little bit happier right now, children. Um, And also the other flavor that you can taste is salt. And I wanted to think today about salt because, because at the end of this letter that we've been reading together, there's a man called Paul, and he was thinking about salt. So I'm going to tell you what he says. Is everybody ready to find out what Paul says about salt? He says... He says, we have encountered God. We have encountered Christ. And Christ has been changing our lives. Our lives have been changed. And then he says, may we find good ways to share this with other people. May we find good ways to share this encounter that we have had with other people. And he says, when you find yourself talking to somebody who doesn't know about Christ... When you find yourself talking to someone who hasn't encountered Christ who doesn't know about Christ then do this he says let your conversations be full of grace seasoned with salt let your conversations be full of grace be seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer Everyone. Today we're going to be thinking about salt because the Apostle Paul is thinking about salt at the end of this letter. And first of all, I want to tell you a story. Is everybody ready for a story? Yeah, you're ready for a story. Here we go. Here's the story. It's about just after uh, I got married. uh, Oh gosh. (laughs) 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Feels like merely days. It's been so joyous. Uh, 11 years ago, I got married. And, do you know when you get married, one of the things you get is a husband or a wife. The other thing you get is loads of presents. Who likes presents? Yeah, right. So, getting married is just a wonderful thing to do if you want to get some presents, amongst other things. Um, one of the presents that I got, one of the presents that I got when I got married, me and, me and my wife Esther, we got a present from a friend of ours. Her name was Somali. And Somali was from Thailand. And the present that she gave to us was she said, what I'd like to give you for your wedding is I would like to teach you how to cook fish in a Thai way. Which is a wonderful gift because, you know, instruction on how to make a tasty meal is a really nice thing to receive. And so she came over to our house and she taught us how to make this Thai (laughs) meal with fish in it a meal that she makes, and a meal that is delicious. But one of the things that she noticed is that as we were making her dish, we were a little bit scared of the salt. She wanted us to put more salt in, to get more salt into this meal. And she said to us, this is how I will always remember it. She said, the salt is the tasty. The salt is is the tasty. She had located the fact that if this meal was going to be really tasty, it is the salt that makes it so. Oh yeah, you are, you are going to eat a handful of salt. You won't enjoy that. You won't, en- you won't enjoy that. She said the salt is the tasty. And I think that this is true. Can anyone think of some tasty foods that have got salt on them? The taste of salt. Oh yeah, go on then. Um, and popcorn. Popcorn, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Chips. Chips. And has anyone had chips without salt and thought, oh my goodness, these aren't that great, are they? Uh, Leon? Um, sweeties. Sweeties. Well, that's an interesting one because most sweeties don't have salt, do they? But some do. Has anyone had salted caramel or salted chocolate? It's very tasty, isn't it? There are lots of... Let's do one more. Salt and vinegar crisps. Salt and vinegar crisps, that's right. So there are things that are really tasty which have got salt... So maybe it's true, my friend Somali said the salt is the tasty. So maybe it's true that the salt is the tasty. But I also wonder if maybe salt isn't the tasty, because have you ever had salt all by itself? You have. How did it taste? Prickly and weird. Prickly and weird. Not a ringing... uh, Have you eaten salt all by itself? What did it taste like? Uh, It tastes like lemon. Tastes like lemon. Wow, the deep perceptions of some of our young ones. Salt is not all that. Has any grown-ups had a spoonful of salt before? Angela, want to tell us about your experience? Grainy, and it makes you want to drink afterwards. Grainy, and it makes you want to drink. Now, here's my question, because I've got a bowl, and I've got three spoons, which means three people can have a go. Anyone want to eat a whole teaspoon of salt this morning? No, you don't want to. You're wrong. You're wrong. (laughs) Kids, you don't want to. This is not sugar. And if you've ever done that or uh, someone's done that to you where they've swapped the salt and the sugar and you put it in your drink, my goodness, it's not a good experience, is it? Sorry, I'm giving you ideas here. Salt, salt is not the tasty by itself. Salt is not the tasty by itself. It is tasty when it goes with something else. And do you know what it does when it goes with something else? It finds the goodness in that thing and it calls it out. It makes it more tasty. It says, hey, there's something good in you. Let me bring this flavor to the fore. Salt calls out the good in other foods. And that, I think, is what Paul is telling us at the end of this letter. He's saying, go, and when you encounter people who haven't encountered this Christ before, call out the good in them. Call out the good in them. It's interesting because... uh, if we have the verse up, it it can feel a little bit like Paul saying, go and just prove everyone wrong. Show everyone that you know the best. Can you see at the end of this verse, it says, you should go and season all your conversations with salt so that you know how to answer everyone. Let me ask you all a question again. Are you ready? Have you ever had a discussion discussion or an argument with uh, a parent, maybe a, another, a sibling, someone in your school where they say, well, I know this. And you say, well, I know this because my teacher told me, or I read this in a book. Have you had that kind of conversation? Yeah. You know, that feeling where you're like, I was right in the end. It happens. It happens actually quite a lot in our house. Uh, it's mainly me, but the kids get involved sometimes. This, it, this verse reads a little bit like Paul is saying, Fill your conversations with the seasoning of salt so you can always know the answer, so that you can know it all, so you can say, ha, na, 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 I knew the answer. That's what it sounds like he's saying, but I don't think he is saying that. I don't think he is saying that because salt, as we've discussed, as a seasoning, isn't something that you cover things in. It's not something that dominates. It's not something that overwhelms. It's, it's something that calls out the good. I think, I think what Paul is telling us to do is call out the good in the people we encounter. I think when he says that there is an answer, so we'll always have an answer. The answer is always, I see there is goodness in you. I think that the answer that the Apostle Paul is giving us is, I see that there is goodness in you. I think that the answer that the Apostle Paul is giving us is, I see that there is goodness in you. He's not sending the church out to the world to go and argue with other people, to go and prove them wrong, to go and say, aha, we got it right and you got it wrong. He's sending them out in the world to call out the goodness, to be full of grace and say, hey, there is goodness in you. I recognize it. And I know why it is there. If you remember back earlier into the season, we know the reason why it's there. It's there because God put it in you, because you, whoever you are this morning, are a precious child of God. There is goodness in you. And that's what we're called to do in the world. We're called to go out and call out the goodness in other people, in other things. And today, that's what we're doing with Rian. We are saying, Rian, there is goodness in you. And Rian is saying, yeah, I know it. I know it. I choose that kingdom. I choose that goodness. I accept I am part of that family. That's what we're doing today. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is we're going to use this. Does anybody know what this is? Oh, uh, usual suspects. Go and tell me. Um, it is, it, it's oil. Yeah, really good. It's oil. It's oil. Does anyone, um, would anyone like to smell this oil? Let's, uh, let's pass it around. There you go, a little, little have a smell. Mary, can you, can you help everybody to have a little smell around here? This is our anointing oil. And for thousands of years, anointing oil has been made of olives. It's olive oil. So we have this olive oil. And one of the ways that we call out the good when it comes to a baptism is by marking with the sign of the cross. And later on, you're going to see that we're going to do that. We're going to mark Rian with the sign of the cross on his forehead. And as we do that, we're going to be saying that this goodness, this kingdom, it claims you. It claims you. The other thing we're going to be saying is this kingdom is deep within you. This is part of who you are. We anoint people to say there is an inherent deep goodness. You belong to this goodness. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that for Rian later on as we get there. But it's not just Rian who's good. Sorry to burst your bubble there. Each one of you gets to be part of this, which is why most weeks when we gather as a church, when we say our confession together, it starts with the words, right, you are good. That's why we start this every single week. Every single week, we have the opportunity to come back to that goodness. Every single week, every one of us goes through a little mini-baptism. We get mini-baptized in the midst of our confession as we say, I am good and I choose that goodness. I choose that kingdom. Christ the King, I choose that way. And so later on in our service... Later on, what we're going to do today is a little bit different to a normal baptism because we're going to bring Rian, we're going to soak him with this water. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to sign him with the cross on his head. And then every single one of you is going to have the opportunity to, if you would like, to also be anointed. Every single one of you will have the opportunity to say, yeah. I belong to that goodness. I have that goodness. And let me tell you, if you are here with us today and you've already been baptized, then as you receive that sign of the cross later, if you'd like to, it's like you're saying, yeah, I was baptized. I was good. I am good. It's still within me. I choose that still. If you've already been baptized. If you haven't been baptized, then you are still very welcome to come and receive the sign. Because you, too, are a beautiful creation of a loving God. You too are a child of a heavenly Father, and you too have an inherent goodness to you. And so later on when we come to it, if you are not baptized, you are very welcome to come and receive a sign of a cross. You are very welcome to say, yes, there is a goodness to me, and I choose the goodness in the world.